Aussie and Kiwi dollars have surged overnight to four-month highs against a weakening US dollar, thanks to comments from a normally hawkish Fed official suggesting rate cuts are more likely than hikes anytime soon. That's coming up in our Five Things in Five Minutes. And then in part two of our deep dive interview, ANZ Australia economist Blair Chapman uses a new indicator of labour market tightness to see whether the economy is still running so hot the RBA has to hike again. Spoiler alert, the evidence suggests not. It suggests that FTE pop is going to fall below 58% over the next year or so, and that should relieve the inflationary pressures we're seeing in the Australian labour market at the moment. But first, in 5 and 5 with ANZ, the Aussie dollar jumped to a four-month high overnight of 66.65 US cents, and the Kiwi dollar also surged. It's at 61.33 US cents as of 5am Sydney, Melbourne time. This is all about US dollar weakness because of softening views on US interest rates. The key news overnight was a speech from Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller, who's on the FOMC Rate Setting Committee. Here's ANZ's NZ Senior Strategist, David Croy. He's known as an influential figure. He's also a hawk. Uh, And for him to come out and say what he did... Uh, And essentially that was that if inflation continues to fall, then there's no need to hold rates up at high levels, essentially hinting that cuts could be around the corner. So that unusually dovish talk from a hawk drove the US 10-year bond yield down four basis points to 4.35%. And the gold price, of course, which tends to rise when bond yields fall, it rose to $2,041.95 an ounce. Number two, Australian inflation figures for October out later today are expected to show a drop in the annual rate to 5.3% from 5.6%. And for monthly inflation to drop to 0.1%, it has been 0.6% in both the previous months. ANZ Australia senior economist Catherine Birch says this monthly figure won't give the RBA the best read on inflation early in the fourth quarter because only about half of the key inflation data is fresh. In October in particular, we're not going to get a very good read on services inflation or non-tradables or more domestically driven inflation as well. And that's quite important given that RBA Governor Michelle Bullock highlighted in the speech recently that it's the domestically driven inflation, the services inflation that are stickier and that they're more concerned about bringing back down. In the October data, Prices for around 54% of services and 44% of non-tradables by weight in the CPI basket won't actually have a measured change. So they'll actually be held constant. So we'll have to wait until the November and the December data to see how prices have changed for a lot of really important services and non-tradables items. Number three, Catherine says this lack of full and fresh data means the RBA is likely to hold the cash rate next week. Given that we're expecting quite a weak result for the October CPI indicator and given that the important data like the labour market data and the wage price index data more recently were affected by temporary factors like the voice referendum and the, the aged care wage increase and larger award wage increase as well, Uh, We think that it's really hard to get a gauge on where the underlying uh, momentum is across these important economic data. So we think that the the RBA are probably going to look through a lot of this this month, 
keep the cash rate on hold at their December meeting and then reconvene in the new year and see what the, the data that we get early in 2023 will be saying. Number four, Australian retail sales in October were weaker than expected, falling 0.2%. When the market had expected a rise, here's ANZ Australia economist Maddie Dunk. The retail sales result definitely supports the case for the RBA to keep the cash rate on hold at its December meeting. Now, the result was quite soft and as you said, it paints a pretty clear picture about how households are coping with things at the moment. They're dealing with ongoing inflation. Number five. Also in Australasia, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand is expected to leave its official cash rate on hold this afternoon at 5.5% for the fourth time running when it makes its final call for the year and releases its last monetary policy statement for 2023. ANZ's New Zealand Chief Economist, Sharon Zollner, says the focus will be on the RBNZ's forecast track for the official cash rate, how soon it sees cuts. Markets are expecting them quite a bit sooner than the Reserve Bank. The notion that the Fed could be cutting soon is actually you know, quite plausible, whereas in, in New Zealand, inflation is still over five and a half when it's supposed to be two. So the Reserve Bank's likely to want to push back against market expectations that they're all done by the shouting and that they'll be cutting soon. But at the same time, because the recent data has gone their way, it wouldn't be credible for them to raise their OCR track, their forecast of where interest rates, they're going to set the policy rate over the coming year. Sharon's Zollner there. Now, in part two of our bonus deep dive interview, ANZ Australia economist Blair Chapman says the sweet spot for full-time equivalent employment as a proportion of the population, remember FTE POP, is somewhere between 57 and 58%. Michelle Bullock talked about uh, recently the complementarities and trade-off between the labour market and inflation, and this measure highlights that perfectly, that if you're in that sort of 57 to 58% by the FTE pop, you're also going to probably be in the middle of the band for inflation. And so there's that real complementarity. And as soon as you drop too far below 57%, you start to see inflation drop below the RBA's target band. And when you're above 58%, you really do start to see inflation above 3%. And so it's this really nice measure that complements the RBA's target band of 2 to 3% because you can use this as a guide for the tightness in the labour market. And I think the 2012 to 2020 period is perfect for this uh, as an example. So you can see that the RBA was below 2% and we also saw this ratio, the FTE pop, below 57% for that entire period. And so if we're thinking about the RBA targeting full employment, we'd actually hope to see them above 57% and then we would have also seen inflation above 2% uh, but still in the band. And so it actually would, it helps put a bit of focus on that second objective of the RBA, the full employment objective. So Blair, what are we seeing at the moment for the FTE pop? What do you think it might be suggesting about how tight the Reserve Bank has the screws on the economy and whether it needs to tighten a bit more? Yeah, so if we look at the current level of the FT pop, it's above 58, but it's actually fallen quite a lot recently. So if we look at a three-month moving average of FT pop, which lets us look at the most recent sort of period without necessarily capturing all the noise of the month-to-month movements, uh, it's come down quite rapidly. It's sitting just above 58. 
And then if we look at our sort of projections and the RBA's projections for hours worked over the next year, employment growth, population growth, and how that translates into average hours, it suggests that FTE pop is going to fall below 58% over the next year or so, and that should relieve the inflationary pressures we're seeing in the Australian labour market at the moment. One of the hard things about the labour market, though, is thinking about the lags involved. Does this measure help with some of those lags and make it more of a predictive tool, more of a real-time thing? Yeah, so because it has been constant and we can sort of see that between 57% and 58% is the sweet spot, it helps to understand when it's moving rapidly up that the RBA should begin acting and when it's moving rapidly down, the RBA depending on how rapidly it's moving down, can actually uh, stop moving. So where we are now and we're expecting it to come down, it suggests the RBA don't need to be doing uh, anything more to slow the labour market. ANZ's Blair Chapman there. And tomorrow we'll find out what the RBNZ did and what Australia's new inflation rate is. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.